0: July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckled for a quarter of an hour a thin man with deep marks of suffering and privation on his face who had in front of him a small vase of pink roses. Round about were nearly 100 reporters and observers from all countries. Mr. President, you are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied today. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies and gentlemen, Angelo. How long? About 40 years. Have you been in prison, too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Long? The thin man looked at the hale and hearty journalist with a faint smile and said, In prison, time is always long, you know. The reply given in French was prompt, clear, and unexpected. Was it said as a reproach, as irony, or as humor? What is certain is that at that instant, Frenchmen, Englishmen, and Americans in the room were astonished to notice that the goatee bearded scholar could smile in Paris or in London as well as in Hanoi. It was the unscrutable smile of a wise man whose vision stretched far beyond today. Have you any further questions, journalist? In prison, time is always long. Ho Chi Minh, the Prison Diary. Arrested at Tukvin Street, Abundance and Glory Street. At Abundance and Glory Street, shame was thrust on me so as to delay my journey. I am an honest man with a clear conscience, but I was accused without ground of being a spy. Entering Sing Si District Prison, Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On Earth, free people are huddled into the jail. Hard is the road of life. Having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks, how should I expect on the plains to meet greater danger? In the mountains, I met the tiger and come out unscathed. On the plains, I encountered men and was thrown into prison. I was a representative of Vietnam on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose, and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience, but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the wall, darts its rays against the gate, but the gate remains locked inside the prison. Out in the darkness, but we know, outside the rising sun is Once awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content. For all we have suffered, there must be good times coming. Noon. In the cell, how lovely it is to have a siesta. For hours we carried away in sound sleep. I dream of riding a dragon up into heaven. Waking and brought abruptly back into prison. Afternoon. Two o'clock. The cell door opens to let fresh air in. Everyone raises his head for a look at the sky. Free spirits haunting the sky of liberty. Do you know your own kind of languishing in prison. Prison meals. At every meal, only one bowl of red rice, without vegetables, without salt, and even no broth to go with it. Those who get food brought into them can sometimes eat their fill. But without help from outside the jail, we groan with hunger. The Gruel Inn. At the side of the road, in the shade of a big tree, a thatched hut serves as an inn for passing travelers. But there's no wine for the guests of this institution. The menu is just cold rice gruel and white salt.
1: you're
2: they always end up telling me what to eat. But once, at least once, was I a hero. The scene is one of those restaurants that isn't responsible for your hat or the service. The waiter is a determined, independent gent who doesn't take orders. And printed right on the menu next to the blue plate special I'm about to order is a gentle warning, positively no substitutions. Positively? Well, let's see. Wait, I think I'd like to have this uh, special dinner here. Yeah, what do you
3: like
2: to have? Uh, Let's see now. Uh, It says uh, a dollar and a half uh, tomato juice, vegetable soup, roast beef. Do I have to take that tomato juice? Can I have uh, pineapple juice instead? No,
3: we haven't got it. And that's the bill okay. of It's made up that way by the chef, and I have to wait. I mean, but
2: have you, you got some, some uh, uh, let's see, any other kind of juice? Nope, only tomato juice. Only tomato juice. Uh, vegetable soup. You got any uh, consomme or anything like no, that? No, no,
3: vegetable soup, just
2: the way it's on the bill of air. Vegetable soup, huh. I don't like vegetable soup.
3: Well, uh, I can't help that if you don't like vegetable soup. You eat the roast beef and pay a dollar and a half just the same.
2: Could I have a, could I change the soup for some uh, fruit salad? See, I uh, got some custard in Oh, wait, 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 no, wait, just a second. All right, now the roast beef. Uh, with carrots and peas. Uh, can I change that to string beans? No, carrots and peas. That's the standard. Oh, but carrots and peas? I don't like carrots and peas. Oh,
3: then you eat it without carrots and peas.
2: Or oh, what other vegetable can I have? Uh,
3: nothing. Eat the potatoes. Double portion potatoes. Uh, d-
2: uh, can I have any vegetable? No. Can I have a salad? No, no, no salad. Hmm. Uh, what flavor ice cream you got?
3: Vanilla and chocolate.
2: No strawberry?
3: No strawberry, no. Not today.
2: Well, what other desserts You have That's any? Oh
3: all van- vanilla and chocolate ice cream. Either you take vanilla or you take chocolate or do without it.
2: No, but look, Mr. You're taking my time away. No, no, no wait, just a second. I, I want this dinner, but I can't find anything I like on it yet. Oh. I don't like tomato juice. Don't like tomato
3: juice, you don't like no soup, but you like the roast beef. Yeah. But you don't like no carrots and peas. Right. You want ice cream, but you don't like the vanilla ice cream, you don't like the chocolate.
2: If I could have this dollar and a half dinner with tomato juice, I'll even take tomato juice. Yeah. Nice consomme. I got no consomme. All right, all right, wait, wait. Roast beef with uh, string beans and french fried potatoes. And I'll even take the ice cream. No, 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 nothing doing. What?
3: Yeah. Either you take it to you Ask the the chef. It maybe No oh, a- no, I don't go in the chef. The chef's gonna run with the kitchen knife after me. No,
2: no, no, no.
3: Also. No. Can't you change it a little bit? No, nope, no, nothing changed. According that's the standby and that's all that's do it. I'll work on according to schedule. The what? According to the schedule. That's a schedule for me. What do you mean? It's a dinner. That's all right, but for me it's a schedule. What I've got on here, i got to sell. I can sell nothing else what I haven't got on there.
2: Well, maybe he's got a lot of, p- of pineapple juice oh, or I something i got to get there. rid of this stuff first, eh? Well, what, are you trying to get rid of it on me? Well, if you don't take it, somebody else will. Uh, I do have to eat. Yeah, but... You're here to serve me. Yeah, but... I want this dollar and a half dinner, but I want to make a couple of little changes. Ask him about it. No, no. Could you take the carrots out and only peas? No, the ca-
3: carrots and the peas is get and the two men to pick the, <laughs> pick the carrots out. Then when I bring the peas, you want the carrots in it? I don't like carrots. I can't stand them. Don't eat them. They just pick out the peas. Take it or leave it.
4: No me
5: quieres
4: y siempre
1: Fantastic is a show you're listening to on Mutiny Radio.
6: I'd like to present the next group, beginning with the pianist, Wynton Kelly. (laughs) The bassist is Paul Chambers. Drummer is Jimmy Cobb. On tenor saxophone, John Coltrane. On trumpet, Miles Davis.
7: Uh, Good news that gum you like
5: is gonna come back in style.
3: Where we're from, the birds sing a pretty song, and there's always
8: music in. The air. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Bruning and Dance of the Dream Man.
9: The concept behind the sandworms of Dune has attracted swarms of questions and speculations. The answer is that they are the mindless monster from the depths. At the same time, they are the guardians of the priceless treasure. They are both the source of treasure and the source of infinite danger. What is that except the embodiment of all the unknowns which confront questing life, questing awareness? Here is what it says in that definitive compendium The terminology of the Imperium, Shai Hulud, Sandworm of Arrakis, the Old Man of the Desert, Old Father Eternity, and Grandfather of the Desert. Significantly, this name, when referred to in a certain tone or written with capital letters, designates the Earth deity of the Fremen hearth superstitions. Sandworms grow to enormous size. Specimens longer than 400 meters have been seen in the deep desert and they live to great age unless slain by one of their fellows or drowned in water, which is poisonous to them. Most of the sand on Arrakis is credited to sandworm action. They are gigantic chemical engines, alive and driven by their own needs, converting the raw stuff of their planet by heat of friction and chemical conversion into the priceless spice, melange, and into oxygen. Yet, they derive from the little maker, the so-called sand trout, which is identified as the creature which sealed off their planet's water, making it into a desert. Here, then, is the sandworm of Dune as you first see it from a position in the ornithopter piloted by the Duke Leto, accompanied by Gurney Halleck, the young Paul Atreides, and Liet Kynes, the imperial planetologist. Paul stretched up in the seat to peer ahead, saw a rolling yellow cloud low on the desert surface some 30 kilometers ahead. One of your factory crawlers, Kynes said. It's on the surface. That means it's on spice. The cloud is vented sand being expelled after the spice has been centrifugally removed. There's no other cloud quite like it. Aircraft over it, the Duke said. I see two, three, four spotters, Kynes said. They are watching for worm sign. Worm sign, the Duke asked. A sand wave moving toward the crawler. They'll have seismic probes on the surface too. Worms sometimes travel too deep for the wave to show. Kynes swung his gaze around the sky. Should be a carry-all wing around, but I don't see it. The worm always comes, eh, Alec asked. Always. Paul leaned forward, touched Kynes' shoulder. How big an area does each worm stake out? Kynes frowned. The child kept asking adult questions. That depends on the size of the worm. What's the variation, the Duke asked. Big ones may control three or 400 square kilometers, small ones. He broke off as the Duke kicked on the jet brakes. The ship bucked as its tail pods whispered into silence. Stub wings elongated, cupped the air. The craft became a full thopter as the Duke banked it, holding the wings to a gentle beat, pointing with his left hand off to the east beyond the factory crawler. Is that worm sign? Where the duke pointed, crescent dune tracks spread shadow ripples toward the horizon, and, running through them as a level line stretching into the distance, came an elongated mound in motion, a cresting of sand. It reminded Paul of the way a big fish disturbed the water when swimming just under the surface. Worm, Kynes said, big one. The spice workers, threatened by the worm, are rescued from the factory crawler, which was working on the desert surface. And as the ornithopter takes off, Paul, crushed into a corner beside a window, stared down at the silent machine on the sand. The worm sign had broken off about 400 meters from the crawler, and now there appeared to be turbulence in the sand around the factory. The worm is now beneath the crawler, Kynes said. You are about to witness a thing few have seen. Flecks of dust shattered the sand around the crawler now. The big machine began to tip down to the right. A gigantic sand whirlpool began forming there to the right of the crawler. It moved faster and faster. Sand and dust filled the air now for hundreds of meters around. Then they saw it. A wide hole emerged from the sand. Sunlight flashed from glistening white spokes within it. The hole's diameter was at least twice the length of the crawler, Paul estimated. He watched as the machine slid into the opening in a billow of dust and sand. The hole pulled back. Gods, what a monster, muttered a man beside Paul. Then, after treachery has marooned Paul and his mother in the moonlighted darkness of the deep desert, where the giant worms abound, a new sound began to impress itself on them. A muted whisper, a hissing, an abrasive slithering. Worm, Paul said. It grew louder, faster, Paul gasped. The first rock shingle like a beach slanting from the sand lay no more than 10 meters ahead of them when they heard metal crunch and shatter behind them. Their ornithopter was gone. Paul shifted his pack to his right arm, holding it by the straps. It slapped his side as he ran. He took his mother's arm with his other hand. They scrambled onto the lifting rock, up a pebble-littered surface, through a twisted wind-carved channel. Breath came dry and gasping in their throats. I can't run any farther, Jessica panted. Paul stopped, pressed her into a gut of rock, turned, and looked down onto the desert. A mound in motion ran parallel to their rock island. Moonlit ripples, sand waves, a cresting burrow, almost level with Paul's eyes, at a distance of about a kilometer. The flattened dunes of its track curved once, a short loop crossing the patch of desert where they had abandoned their wrecked ornithopter. Where the worm had been, there was no sign of the aircraft. The burrow mound moved outward into the desert, coursed back across its own path, questing. It's bigger than a guild spaceship, Paul whispered. I was told worms grew large in the deep desert, but I didn't realize how big, nor I, Jessica breathed. Again, the thing turned out away from the rocks, sped now with a curving track toward the horizon. They listened until the sound of its passage was lost in gentle sand stirrings around them. And yet again, As the two fugitives must cross open sand in the night, you get an even closer look at the sandworm. We must walk without rhythm, Paul said, and he called up memory of men walking the sand, both prescient memory and real memory. Watch how I do it, he said. This is how Fremen walk the sand. He stepped out onto the windward face of the dune, following the curve of it, moved with a dragging pace. Jessica studied his progress for ten steps, followed, imitating him. She saw the sense of it. They must sound like the natural shifting of sand, like the wind. But muscles protested this unnatural, broken pattern. Step, drag, drag, step, step, wait, drag, step. Time stretched out around them. The rock face ahead seemed to grow no nearer. The one behind still towered high. Lump, 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 lump. It was a drumming from the cliff behind them. The thumper, Paul hissed. Its pounding continued, and they found difficulty avoiding the rhythm of it in their stride. Lump, 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 lump. They moved in a moonlit bowl punctured by that hollowed thumping. Down and up through spilling dunes. Step, drag, wait, step across pea sand that rolled under their feet, drag, wait, step, and all the while their ears searched for a special hissing. The sound, when it came, started so low that their own dragging passage masked it, but it grew louder and louder out of the west, lump, 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 lump lump," drummed the thumper. The hissing approach spread across the night behind them. They turned their heads as they walked, saw the mound of the coursing worm. Keep moving, Paul whispered, don't look back. A grating sound of fury exploded from the rock shadows they had left. It was a flailing avalanche of noise. Keep moving, Paul repeated. He saw that they had reached an unmarked point where the two rock faces, the one ahead and the one behind, appeared equally remote. And still behind them, that whipping, frenzied, tearing of rocks dominated the night. They moved on and on and on. Muscles reached a stage of mechanical aching that seemed to stretch out indefinitely, but Paul saw that the beckoning escarpment ahead of them had climbed higher. Jessica moved in a void of concentration, aware that the pressure of her will alone kept her walking. Dryness ached in her mouth, but the sounds behind drove away all hope of stopping for a sip from her stillsuit's catch pockets. Lump, lump. Renewed frenzy erupted from the distance Cliff drowning out the thumper. Silence. Faster.
1: Black Black Plastic is a show you listen to on MutinyRadio.fm.
10: Watch about five dollars, six dollars. Watch oh, $2, $2. Or two dollars, 250?
2: Five dollars or two dollars. Which I don't know which one to
0: show you?
10: Two dollars. Well, what's the cheapest you got? I want cheapest.
0: You got the money though. How much? Well, I mean, suppose we have one for five. Have you got well,
10: th- could I put the puzzle on it? How much? About a dollar. Does every day I make three dollars, four dollars, five.
2: You do make that much? Shining shoes?
10: Yeah, because I go singing.
2: Singing. What do you mean? Same. Well, what does that do? Build up the business, pal? Yeah. Then
10: the crowd comes. We got this one crowd.
0: Yeah.
10: We got $2 on one crowd. Two bucks from one crowd? I, I love
0: you, yes. I'm like this. Let's show Hey, my beaver. Hey, my beaver.
5: Hey,
10: my beaver. Hey, my beaver. Hey, my beaver. Hey, my beaver. Yes, you, baby. No. Nah. I'm Yes, I like this, let's show for me. Hey, my beaver, hey, my beaver, hey, my beaver, hey, my beaver, hey, my beaver.
0: Yes, you, baby, no, nah, I'm a my beaver. Two bucks one
10: from one crowd. I love you, yes, I Like this, let's show for me. Hey my baby, B- I'm like, I'm like, hey my <laughs> yeah, B- a- B- hey, like, <laughs> hey my hey Yes you baby no, Now I'm gonna check out, can my hey hey Yes you baby know. Now I look to look me, what between like me Yes you baby know
2: you know that's pretty good. Thanks. Boy, do you have a special corner uh, sure.
10: Broadway, you know, 44th Street and 7th Avenue, then 45th, then 47th, you know.
0: All around times? All
10: around. Play. But we don't make so good on rainy day.
0: No good on a rainy day. Uh,
10: we're going to California to our fathers, who so we want to go to the show.
0: You want to go to the show?
10: Yeah, because it's raining. We can't make money on a rainy day. Uh. So we're going to come, we we can't make no money, then we have to go to show.
2: You have to go to the show because you can't make money, that's logical.
10: And then when I came out at night time, then the rain stops and then we sing.
2: Well listen, but what do you mean you gotta call your father? Do you have to let your father know when you quit? Yeah. yeah. Why?
10: If you he won't, he's gonna give us a beating. No. <laughs>
2: yeah.
10: And I want to buy me a watch before, you know? I want to go to school, you know, wake yeah. up in the morning and tell time. And can't tell time what time. We always be late. Sometimes I wake up late and I don't know what time. That's why I first say I want to buy a watch.
2: What do you mean your father said? Did your father ask my your father if you? My father
10: said if you can make money, buy yourself a watch.
2: What would you do with all that money?
10: We put it in the bank. Yeah, my father's sick, you know, he's in the hospital. Oh.
2: No. Now let me see. i got to get understand what you want. Will one watch be enough for the two of you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what
0: do you do? Tell time on his watch?
10: No. You know, I'll tell him the time. You, don't, you know move? what he does every morning? What? He always cheat me. How? I go 8.30 and school and he go one time. Okay, what he say, time does he go? 1 o'clock and I go uh, 8.30 and when he wakes up he says it's 7 o'clock. You know, he lies me all the time. No. Well, every time I go to school, I always like one hour. I'm real sleepy and this is what time, what time, I can say anything.
2: Oh, you say anything because you haven't got a watch? Yes. Yeah, well, listen, maybe I could fix you up with a watch. Would you like a watch?
10: Yeah. I love
2: it. You love it?
10: Yeah. <laughs>
0: How do you like this one?
10: I wish I had that one.
0: Is it gone? He's rolling. It's mm-hmm. rolling?
10: Yeah.
0: Well, listen, kids. Have you ever been on the radio? No. You either? No. You see this thing? You know what that is? What's that? That's a microphone, see? And we just made a record of everything that you and I said.
10: Okay. kid. Yeah.
0: No, we made a record of it, and you two are both going to be on the radio.
10: I'm a scared
0: You're scared?
10: Yeah. Well, it's all
0: over now. You're on that record now, and you're going to be on the radio. What are you scared about?
10: Okay. kidding.
0: Sure. And f***ing...
10: kidding. Yeah.
0: No, we made a record of it, and you two are both going to be on the radio.
10: I'm a scared
0: You're scared? Yeah. Well, it's all over now. You're on that record now and you're going to be on the radio. What are you scared about? Little kidding. Sure. And for being on the radio, here's your watch. Free. Little kidding. That's right.
10: Oh boy, boy.
2: Boy. George. Guys.
10: You like it? Yeah. I can go to school early now.
8: a very troubled man who understood nothing of life, the circle and where he had come from would think of conquering his mother. So we, who were here before the white man, were alike in our respect for the earth. But in other things, we were as unalike as the cedars of the Tlingit land were to the mesquite of the Navajo. And it is misleading to think of us as one one. For example, how did we say one? Wanjita. The Dakota. Kappa. The Choctaw. Azko. The Pawnee. Baji. Ojibwa. Pank. The Cree. Junkida. The Winnebago. Sogwa. The Cherokee. Uguito, And that was my brother, the Mohegan. So, you see, we did not talk with each other a great deal. But for our purposes here, we first Americans will miraculously speak in English. And what will we tell in our miraculous English? For
4: us, inland from the sea, our lives ride on the backs of the great caribou,
1: but even more,
0: on the backs of our dogs.
3: To close the night, I want to say a verse, and this verse is of unknown origin. It's a short verse, but a profound verse, and it is at once a wish and a description, a description of something that can be real. May everyone be happy. May everyone be free of disease. May auspiciousness be seen everywhere. May suffering belong to no one. Peace. Thank you, Andre.
1: Black Black Plastic Show, where all the sounds you hear come from plastic that's flat and black and full of grooves. You're listening now to Muniradio.fm. Thanks again. Keep coming back.
6: ...to with you, uh, and we want you to watch it and listen to this podcast at the same time. Yeah. Right, yeah. And these are movies that I've read about or I knew about, and I never had the opportunity to see them, but now they're on YouTube, so we can all see them. We don't have to read about them.
7: I'm with the concept.
6: Carl, what's the movie today?
7: This movie is so great. This movie is Joysticks, and it's 1983. Uh. It is... In your search engine, you'll, in YouTube, you'll put in no space. J O Y S T I C K, 1983.
6: Do you spell joysticks with a space, Carl? Is it an open compound word for you?
7: I would spell joystick sticks with a space, yes, but, but, but this movie did not.
6: They, they didn't have time for a space. <laughs> All right.
7: There was a working title to this film. Something really dumb. I'll find it in my notes. All right. So, uh, which channel... Here it uh, is. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no please. Video please. Madness. That was the working title. When they were shooting it, they were like, We're doing Video Madness. All right, Video Madness. Come on. Video Madness, take two.
6: But then it sounded like some bad SCTV uh, sketch from, like, quarter to two in the morning, and they're like, yeah. (laughs) Well, how how will people know this is about guys' penises? So, uh, (laughs) this movie is hosted on which channel?
7: Okay, so there's two choices. When you search for um, joysticks, no space, 1983, you will come up first with... um, Something it's it, the uploader is Gliss Switson uh-huh. G L I S S I can't make this S W I T S O N Gliss, Gliss Switson and Switson but there's a better version not so much better so if you want to stick with this one it's fine it's it's like four or five down and it's B H O O P U that's the uploader B H O O P U
6: right. Let me find that D H Wait a minute.
7: It's, um, uh, it's boy house, octopus, octopus, penis, umbrella. Like nobody's <laughs> ever seen a penis umbrella before.
6: <laughs> oh, I, I use a penis umbrella. It's like a drink. You take a little cocktail drink <laughs> umbrella and you just stick it right in mm-hmm. your, own, your pee-pee hole. It's, it's not painful at all. You know, I don't see no, this either. version. I see a version for, that's been viewed two Go. million times, and it's da Vinci
7: you see, see a different version? What is it
6: called? Uh, Donovinci? Okay.
7: Two million um, times? I don't have experience with that one.
6: Okay, no, so let's let's do your version. Go ahead and spell the channel, and we're going to type it in.
7: Okay, I think the better one is B-H-O-O-P-U. Boy, couch, yeah. octopus, octopus, pussy, undressing.
6: All right, <laughs> I'm going to go search for that.
7: H O O P U. It's it. um, oh. clearly Hindu. Hindi. Alright. Poo
6: poo. Poo I see one subscriber, one video.
7: Um, it says 4,001 views, correct?
6: Well, I'm looking. <laughs> Alright, Let me try this one. Okay.
7: Boom What's like?
6: That's the welcome video. Am I close? Uh,
7: I, I don't. Yeah, joystick. No,
6: okay. I see joystick. Joystick right. comedy joystick, full movie. Joystick
7: comedy full movie.
6: Okay. All right. So there we go. So I. I okay. I know not plural audience. Sorry. I got gotcha. you. All plural. right. So this version we're gonna see It's not plural. It's not the version that's been viewed two million times. But it is a version. Right. Is. So go click on that and click pause. A right when you see the star, uh, the the sunny clouds. Meaning another quality movie is coming your way?
7: Yeah. Yeah. Quality movie with claps,
6: good Okay. So we got joystick comedy, full movie, in 2017. This is courtesy of the channel BooPoo, uh, Boo B-H-O-O-P-U. Yeah. Wow. What Boy Helped, Octopus, Octopus, Pussy Underground. Uh, pussy Underground. Better. That's better. Pussy Underwear. That's better. I'm killing it! Uh, all right, so we're gonna go play. Do you do you need to do the computer now, Paul? Tweet
7: that out. I don't need to do
6: it. All right, so why don't we have Paul
7: do the countdown for us? Oh, Paul's here! Great. Hey, Paul. Carl, what's happening, buddy? And <laughs> what's happening, my man? All right, here we go, folks. Get your finger a hovering.
8: They want to do a countdown.
11: Welcome to Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. I'm a therapist and healer here in San Francisco, and if you want real change on a soul level, you've come to the right place. Morning, everybody. Renee McKenna here with my buddy Pam, Mutiny Radio. Hey, and spiritual psychology. Um, My goal is to bring this fabulous work out into the world free of charge to people who are willing to call in um, you can either call in live what's the number here
12: 415
11: thanks Pam or you can send me a text 415-672-4992 or you can email me at info at renee mckenna dot com and we can set up a free session the only requirement is that it's going to go out on the air you can be anonymous um, but you'll get some free therapy and you'll help other people in the meantime so we got a pretty interesting show today i was just telling pam we're going to talk about spirit attachment and negative energy interference Ooh, yeah really you know everybody it sounds all funky huh well can't we just ignore the negative
12: energies is that what we do or do we uh, we have to they're with us they attach themselves to us whether we want want them or not huh
11: yes well I mean nothing comes to us by coincidence so it's not like getting mugged on the street i thinking about that that you said that everything that happens in our life is a conscious choice that we've made yes nothing is in our is in our psychic space without our permission on some level and you said oh this is a very controversial thing but it's
12: it's, I've been thinking about it all week like every choice everything in my life that I can potentially complain about is something that I put there it's there because I put it there How is it to think about that? It was, it's weird. It's, um, I don't usually do like, I do a lot of, I don't do like spiritual, I think a lot about religion Mm -hmm. and a lot about structure and philosophy in my, in my like weekly life and my daily goings about, but this is different Mm -hmm. because it's not like in my head or rationalizing it. It's this different, like the spiritual side of things is different than the rational side of things. How is it different? Uh, because it exists but you can't explain it away with so I, there's a there's a lack of you